millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Or today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 1850 333 103. And Peter Dowdle, the uh, joining us. Uh, good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Patricia. How are you? I'm very well. And even with the wet weather and the miserable weather, there's still a lot of gardening questions coming in. And a bit of, we're still trying to get a definite yay or nay on this, on garden centres. And can garden centres stay open? Well, I certainly am not the man that can give you the definite yay or nay. (laughs) Um, I, I, I suppose, I don't see how they can is the short answer because, I don't know, they're not an essential service. Um, we we all I suppose need to do our bit in um you know in the in making sure this lockdown works so that we do get you know I would say to enjoy Christmas secondary but that we we save lives and we we stop the health service getting overrun so I think everybody that isn't essential has to stop now on saying that I understand construction is going ahead and I I can fully understand that landscaping should go ahead because that's that's a lower zero risk outdoor pursuit but any retail that's indoor I think. If it's not essential, I know garden centres won't thank me for saying this, but I think some I of them, think some of them are going to do click and collect, which can, which they're allowed. Yeah, well, to absolutely, do. absolutely, do, and online ways. and all that. Yeah, yeah. There, there are ways. Yeah. Okay, let's get straight into questions from listeners. Hi, Patricia. Question for Peter, please. My holly tree looks like it's dying. I'm devastated. All the leaves are falling off. Can I feed it? Uh, if so, with what? And what can I feed my Lilandi hedge with as well? Thanking you and stay safe. Okay, okay. holly tree well, dying. Yeah, well, I giggled at the second part of the question first because I don't know why you'd want to feed a Leylandy hedge because it should be growing in front of your your eyes. Now, if it's a new Leyland hedge, uh, I would I wouldn't worry about feeding it. I mean, it'll come on and its own. Just make sure it's getting plenty of water, and obviously nature is taking care of that at the moment. Um, I really wouldn't worry too much about feeding the Leyland hedge uh, <clears throat> if it's an established one that's suffering or looking hungry. I'd say there's an underlying problem there. I wouldn't I wouldn't think it's a feeding issue. But uh, in terms of the holly, the holly is a bit it's a bit more worrying. There is. Uh, an infection which is affecting hollies throughout the country for the last number of years, holly leaf drop. And it's a fungal problem, Trish. And the, the best advice I can give is this. Uh, prune back the holly, okay? Now, you can cut it back. Yeah, you can cut back now. Cut back any of the infected growth. Now, it's, it, obviously, you're going to sacrifice any berries that may be on it, but there may be none on it at this stage anyway. Uh, and it's for the greater good because you're protecting the plants. So cut, cut it back hard now making sure you're removing any of the infected growth, any dying stems or dieback, um, which may not be that hard. It depends on how, how severe the infection is at the moment. Um, 
then what you want to try and do, and I hesitate before I say this, because I know this isn't always practical, particularly when it's holly, but you want to remove any dead leaves or dead stems or any of the debris from around the base of the plant, because the fungal spores are in that dead material, and they're just going to get back into the soil and into the root system unless you clean them away. So that's the, the second step. The third step then is you treat it with a, an organic fungicide such as copper sulfate. Mix your copper sulfate with water, water it on, drench the rest of the plant, the plant that remains, and the root system drench it with a solution of copper sulfate and water and then feed it coming into the spring feed it i'd feed it with one of the nature safe liquid seaweeds feeds that's probably the best to get growth going um and then uh, as i often say cross your fingers and say a prayer to whatever god you believe in and, and hope for the best but i suppose if i've given that advice let's say a hundred times in the last couple of years i would say a good 70 or 80 of them have come back wow so wow that's good it, it probably will we'll take we'll yeah. take that percentage then mike in bantry says hi peter i have winter pansies and cyclamens i have a lot of green in my garden so i've continued by having is it boxes in my window boxes boxes in my yeah, window boxes yeah. would peter agree with that kind of a layout I would absolutely now of course it's hard to say would I agree with it because at the end of the day your own garden is your own space so it's, if you like it then that's that's all that really matters at the end of the day but in terms of garden design and principles of garden design yes you're showing good continuity in the planting there so by by having a lot of greenery and foliage and there's probably some boxes in the garden and continuing that through the through, through the, the containers and window boxes yes absolutely I would I would think that that is a, a good way of doing it and nice to put a bit of colour in there as well isn't it with the, the pansies oh splashes of colour yeah it's yeah. Great. Uh, you, you can't be you can't beat winter pansies. Okay, Mary has a number of questions. Could I trouble you please to ask Peter the following questions? We have Leylandi trees made into a hedge. It has got quite wide. Would it be possible to cut them in half? And if so, would they survive? If the answer is yes, when would be the best time to do it? Okay, I'm guessing when she says in half, she means half in width as opposed to half in height. Uh, and I'm afraid the answer is no. Because laylands, and yes, they do get very wide. They can get 12 and 12 feet and more wide uh, as they mature. They really are beasts. That's why I was saying to the first question, don't worry about feeding it. It'll do fine all on its own. Um, see, if you cut it back by half now, so if you cut the width back by half, you're cutting into brown wood. Now, that brown wood will never regenerate. It will never come back. So you'll be left with a brown hedge. Now, it may not die because the side on the other half, if, that, if the other side of it is green, if you understand me, that will keep the, 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 the hedge alive, but it will never green up on the side that you've cut back. So conifers naturally uh, have no foliage in their inside because the sunlight doesn't get them. Now, that's totally natural. So all the green is on the outside, few inches. But really, that's all you have to play with in terms of pruning, I'm afraid, is you need to make sure when they're evergreen like that, that when you're pruning it, you need to make sure that you're leaving some bit of green on the, the hedge. So don't prune it back too hard, I'm afraid. I know that's not the answer that, that you mm. wanted, but it's... Um, it's the right advice, I'm afraid. Okay, so you need to stop and think if you're going to put Leylandi trees in for a hedge then? Yeah, or in this situation, you know, if, if the width is killing you and you really need to, you might have to look at removing it and putting in something different. I know Leyland hedges are, you're not allowed to put them in now anyway in urban situations, just because of that, that they're too vigorous. Um, I know certainly in rural situations you're allowed to, to put them in. I mean, they're great in that they do what they what they say. They, they form a very, very quick-growing, solid, dense evergreen hedge, but you need to be, be careful where you put it. Okay, Mary also says she's got quite a lot of onions in her crop this year that are rotting. Would Peter know the reason why onions would be rotting this year? I don't know the reason why. I mean, obviously you're looking at things that there are fungal rots which will affect onions, obviously, and I suspect um, 
it could be to do with the very, I don't know for certain in particular without seeing it because I can't see what's causing it, but a lot of these fungal infections will be caused by the, the excessive rainfall that we had in July and August. We had a very wet couple of months uh, and I'd say that's most likely. Uh, improve the drainage for next year, a bit of crop rotation, so don't grow them in the same place because that fungal infection will still be in the soil. So grow them somewhere else um, and, and good drainage. But I would imagine it's caused by the excessive rain. And Mary is finally looking for your advice, please, on dwarf trees. Can dwarf trees be, can you buy apple trees that are dwarf trees and is now a good time to set them? Yes and yes. So yes, now is a good time. It's a good time to set everything, actually. Autumn is, if you like, nature's time for planting because the soil is still warm. Uh, so it gives plants a chance to get established uh, before the winter sets in properly. And then it means when come the spring, they, they're already semi-established before they start growing. So yes, now is a good time to plant them. Um, and yes, you can get dwarf ones. It, what, what determines the overall height of an apple tree is not actually the variety of the apple, but it, I won't go too far into this, Trish, but it's it's actually the rootstock on which that variety is grafted onto. So the rootstock root will mean that your apple tree is either dwarf, semi-dwarf or, or not dwarf. So that's what you need to keep an eye on. Oh. Okay. Hi. Question for Peter, please. I've got an orchid, but the roots are coming out the bottom of the pot and actually growing upwards. Can I repot it? And if so, in what kind of soil do I use? Okay. Well, orchids, orchids are, are, are a plant that a lot of people think are very high maintenance and difficult. And of course, they're not. They're one of the easiest things in the world to grow. But they do need to be under pressure to flower. So you see these roots and they, they're they actually referred to as the, the roots up at the top of the plant. They're referred to as epiphytic roots as opposed to normal roots. So the roots that are coming out the bottom of the pot, it, it is probably just now nearly breaking the pot at this stage. And that's what it needs to be doing to 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 flower it needs to be under stress to promote the flowers so yes i suppose when they're at the stage of actually coming out through the pot yeah it's time to repot it but you don't want to go and i discovered this many many years ago as a small child you don't want to kill it with kindness so as a small child i remember one of my mum's orchids and i had it like that uh and i and i repotted it into a pot maybe three times as big as what it was in thinking i was giving it all this lovely new soil and i would love it but of course it took years and years and years for it to flower again because it needed to be under i didn't know that at the time so when you're repotting an orchid you really only go up an inch or so in diameter of the pot just to, to get it you don't worry about getting all the roots into it as i say uh and you want a very, very open compost. So you want at least 50% in open material, a coarse material, like a mini chipped bark or, and then a bit of grit to keep that compost open and to, to ensure it has good drainage. Um, uh, and really, that's it. So just go up about an inch or two in diameter, a very open compost, a mixture of bark, compost and, and grit. Uh, and then off it goes. York will be happy. Out. And they are stunning. They are absolutely stunning. Oh, OK, Jack has a Clematis Montana. He reckons about 20 years old. He said it is healthy. He's looking for advice on when is the right time to prune it. Some of the leaves are falling off. It's 10 feet high is now the right time to prune. No, no, it's absolutely actually the wrong, the worst time to prune it because the Montana is one of the spring flowering clematis and one of my favourite of all, actually. It's, you know, you know, it's that that pink one, Trish, that you'd see in kind of April, traditionally on cottage garden walls and things like that. It's really a lovely, lovely, very vigorous grower, but a lovely plant. If you prune it now, you're going to cut off all the growth that's going to have flowers next year. So don't prune it now. Any of the spring flowering clematis, uh, you cut them back directly after flowering they're going to flower on growth produced the previous year which obviously so 2021's flower flowers are going to be growing are produced on on growth produced during 2020 so if you cut off that growth now at the end of 2020 
you're going to lose flowers for next year. So wait off till it finishes flowering next spring and then straight away you can grow. And really you can, there, I, there is technical answers I could give you in terms of how to cut it back, but really you can hack, hack them back. Really go very, very hard on those spring flowering clematis and they'll be fine. Okay, somebody else is saying that they've got buds on their Christmas cactus. Is that a bit early? Actually, I was looking, we've got the two Christmas cactus here in the in the canteen in, at work that gets the odd bit of water and that's it. And uh, there's buds <laughs> on it already as well. I don't, and I don't know if that's early for this time of year. And you know what? I haven't actually, I have never actually really stopped to think about when they first get buds, but we're at, towards the end of October. It's probably not yeah. that early. I mean, we're only, we're only eight weeks to go. Um, so anyway whether or which if they flower before Christmas enjoy them they're great yeah absolutely okay listen have a good week and we'll talk to you next week and you Trish thanks thanks bye-bye. a million bye bye that is Peter Dowdle the irishgardener.com just a here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.